With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Using the Groupon app, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day, like haircuts. Because even if you don't need a haircut, you're eventually going to need a haircut. Unless you're bald, in which case Groupon can save you a lot of money on skincare. The point is, using Groupon can save you up to $100 a week. Getting a massage? Check Groupon. Mani-pedi? Check Groupon. Looking for nearby yoga classes? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. What's going on? Victor Cruz here, and you're listening to The Victor Cruz Show. And I'm just here, I guess. This yeah, is PR. PR's also here. I'm sorry. Uh, PR's also here. You know what? We're not going to do this. You know what? I'm going to do the plug they asked us to do on Winter Circle Media, and I'm out of here. Yeah, man. Take us, get, us, get us started. It's your Ladies show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the Victor Cruz Show. Um, PR, like I said before, is just here. <laughs> this is a this is a special special show. As um, this is a show about my documentary. Yes. It's called I Am Giant, coming out on the lovely network that is Showtime. Uh, be sure to tune in Friday night at nine p.m. sharp. Yes. Before we get started, can we talk about what happened last night? Uh, what happened? Just before you walked in the building just now, outside? Oh, the, yeah, uh, the frenzy that yeah. happened outside? <laughs> Can we the, talk about that? The Loki frenzy? Yeah, so I pull up. Um, you know, I have, you know, the best driver in the world, Abe. Shout out to Abe. Abe. I pull up, and I get out the car, and before I could even <laughs> settle my big toe onto the pavement, some guy across the street was just nestled in the corner and was like, <laughs> Victor Cruz? And I'm like, fam, I, I couldn't even tell it was me when I walked out. And you knew from <laughs> my wrist. He saw my wrist and like my nose bone and was like, oh, that's Victor Cruz. He said sure. he was lying in the shadows. And I looked and I was a little, you know, you get taken aback. Look, this is a dark street. It's, it's still New York. This is you know New York City. It's still New York, absolutely. And, and uh, I kind of got taken aback and I kind of, you know, gave him the one-two checkup up and down. But he, you know, he passed the check out and he just wanted a picture. He was a grown man about it because he didn't yes, want to selfie with another yes, adult yes. male. So let, let me ask so, you about that before we get into it. Does that still a catch you off guard that people kind of approach you like that? Um, and B, is it still? Do you still? Is it still the same feeling, or has it become like a chore, like ah, uh, another same feeling every time? Really? Uh, just, just the humility, the fact that. The fact that someone even recognizes me enough, it's like, yo, I still, I'm still naive. I mean, whatever. Like, I still go places and I'm like, I wonder do they know me? I wonder, you know, if they know who I am. I wonder if they're going to treat, like, I, I don't know. I genuinely go about, and you know me, P. Like, I don't, I don't go places looking to be Victor Cruz. I go places being myself. Yep. It just so happens that that's my name. And, and uh, you know, I happen to play a sport in a very well-known city. And it's funny because you're not... 6'9", 300 pounds, you're not a lineman, so... You so you think I, I can hide? You think I can just, like, hide between people? But it doesn't work out for me, man. Yeah. I've always said you're great about that. It actually gets me to, like, I've never seen you say no to an autograph. I've never yeah. seen you say no to a picture. I've never 
seen you do it with a frown, like you're always like very. I think that's why New York rocks with you the way they rock with you in terms of like you can sense that you know when people are doing stuff like exactly. all right, I gotta do this to the sign and whatnot. But you know, it's always been you're a man of the people. Yeah, the crew's a man of the people, be, man. The, the modern day Ali. <laughs> <laughs> I try to. There's be. no humble yo. So you know what? I'll say that off camera. I was gonna mm-hmm. say I was talking to someone. I'm going to Cleveland tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to a young lady. Can you tell the people? There's a certain Halloween weekend that's happening this weekend. And can you tell the people, give them, you know, just a little tidbit of what you might be dressing up for <laughs> uh, for Halloween? The so, safe costume. So, safe. Yeah, so um, Mr. LeBron James is having a Halloween party. And here's the problem, right? Anything with, like, same thing with you. Anything mm-hmm. with these guys. I'm a regular guy. I have mm-hmm. a nine-to-five job. It just so happens I have friends and family members that aren't regular guys. Gotcha. So LeBron's doing a Halloween party. You got to assume he's going to show up in a space shuttle. He's going to go you get a UFO. He yeah, might get dropped off by He's going to figure some technology. You got to figure that out. So it puts me in a predicament. Like, <laughs> I can't show up. Like, I didn't try. But I can't try to go too crazy because you're never going to beat mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going as Pablo Escobar. Okay. I got the stash. I just contemplate if I go handlebars or if I go regular thick stash. I think you just go thick stash because he just thick, had the thick. You got the thick joint yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah, thick stash. Um, I got the the wig with the part. Yep. And I'm gonna have and I'm gonna have a comb. I'm gonna comb my joint because I don't have hair now. His part was mean. Why? I'm gonna man. comb it like 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 I'll be combing my hair right every five minutes. Um, I got the blazer. I'm gonna I'm gonna work it, but okay. I'm working on something really big. Okay, we're gonna leave that. Yeah, we're gonna leave that, that there, man. Because we're gonna provide producer E with photos. I'm sure we're gonna get photos <laughs> of that, so we can provide That's it cool. to, our, to our social media account, so people can see and put it together. So let's talk about why we're here, man. I am okay. I am I'm always excited to do this show with you, but I'm really excited today because it's a project. We're here to discuss a project you've been working on for quite some time, and you know, let's just say there's no shortage. Of opportunities you have or you've had in the last couple of years in terms of projects to be involved with. And, you know, we've discussed on this show and personally off the show that um, you're saying no to things more often than you're saying yes to these things. Yes, right? absolutely. There's only so many hours of the day. Absolutely. Um, I Am Giant. It comes out tomorrow, October 30th, Friday at 9 p.m. on Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. Um, how'd the project even come about? Let's start there. Like... Uh, well, the project came about almost uh, almost a few weeks after I got injured. So I knew uh, that I wanted to, uh, you know, occupy my time and take this time out to really hone in on my craft and hone in on the person that I am currently and the person that I'm going to be post this injury. And because and, and, let's be honest, this injury is a big deal. Like any any injury that sits you out of the game of what you love for a long period of time, it's a big deal. So you, I wanted to make sure that. I had things in place to prepare me for the next phase, and I wanted to capture those moments so I can, you know, when Kennedy's 15 years old, I could be like, look, look what daddy did. And, mm-hmm. and look how his life was when he was your age or, you know, see how my life was growing up. Um, so I wanted to do that. We came, we actually came to Showtime with the idea and pitched them and told them how much, you know, this was a passion project for myself and my family. And, um, you know, shout out to Steven Espinoza. He really... Uh, saw through my vision, and then and then uh, when we chose Gotham Shopper to direct it, it was a uh, it was a no brainer. And when you say it's a passion project, like without getting into like the details, no one get like it's safe to say no one gets rich off doing a doc. No, right? not the network, not you know the 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 
person to star the dot, right? It's, it's a passion project on all fronts. It's truly a passion project, and the people that take it on really have to believe in you and what you're providing them. And I think uh, I think we hit it right on the head, man. And I think it's something for that speaks to my brand and speaks on to what I want to put out there to the family, to the kids, that I'm a real person, that I'm a real human being um, with real problems just like you. And I have feelings and emotions just like you do. And um, and I think this this doc is a, is a great explanation on uh, a vision into my life. When did you start filming? How soon after the injury? Uh, so the injury happened in October. We started. We didn't start filming until July. Oh wow! Okay. So we we, we had a nice little gap, but we were we had like home footage, like we okay. were preparing for this iPhone footage, all of that good stuff that we gave uh, to Showtime to see if they can use it. And some of it went in and some of it didn't, but um, we definitely were prepared um, to have those early moments documented. And the director's Gotham? The director's Gotham Stroker, yes. He's worked on some other pretty iconic... Yes, his most docs, recent right? work is a Kobe Bryant Muse documentary okay. that was also You've heard of this guy named Kobe. Yeah, he rings a bell. <laughs> he rings a bell, man. I've heard of him. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know if you remember. I said it was like 2 in the morning. You know, you and I... Barely sleep, right? I'll text mm-hmm. you randomly, middle of the night, and mm-hmm. I sent you the clip from my phone of the Kobe doc. Yes. Right? And it was just like, yo, like I was like, I'm so hyped, and you're like, I might run through a brick wall. Yo, right? like, like, yo, I might go run around the block. So, right now. so, so to, to go from that to like that same guy's like doing your doc, yeah. that's gotta be a little surreal, right? Like, it's extremely Kobe surreal. And, and it was funny because being on set with him and, and when we were doing our, I guess, confessionals, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it took me five minutes to warm up to him. He was cool. He was genuine. Although he was a New England Patriots fan, we won't hold that <laughs> against him. Um, but he was just, he was down to earth and he really understood as he started to peel the layers of my story away, he really started to dive in and get some of the things that I've never talked about. That I've like, wow, all this time, I've never talked about this. I've never opened up about this to anyone. And the fact that I did that with Gotham was just a testament of how genuine he is and how real he is in his conversations with me and uh, and how, you know, that that comfort, I feel like, made the doc, you know, that much better. And, let, you know, it, it's funny, man, because you're a guy who is no stranger to cameras, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's paparazzi picking you up or you being in a blog or it's a guy outside of our studio, you know, waiting in the shadows. <laughs> Freaking out. Right? To get a <laughs> selfie. Um, what was that process like in terms of having a camera following you? Because it's one thing to be on camera and someone's asking you questions. It's another just to be a fly on the wall. What was that like having a camera on you for an extended amount of time? Um, initially, it was it was different. I mean, because you like, you know, you say certain things, you do certain things, and you're like, oh, shit, are they going to keep that? Like, you, don't, <laughs> you don't know what they're going to do with that footage. You know what I'm talking about? So, in the beginning, and in the beginning, I was like, okay, I can get used to this, but I'm going to be around friends, you know, business people, family members. Like, how am I going to get them used to this? And how am I going to comfort them when it's a camera in their face? And it's funny, right? So, like, my family is hilarious, right? So, you know, when they, when I tell them, hey, you know, we're going to be filming tomorrow. If you're here, just act like you're not here. If you're, you know what I mean? The camera's not there. The camera's not there. Right. Act like we're here chilling. And, you know, ironically, Kennedy, my daughter, the three year old, has zero problem with that. She's like, okay, I'm good. Like, about time, dad. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I've been dying for these cameras to come in this house. Um, But my mom, like, my mom and, like, you know, my friends, like, 
when they see the camera and they come in, my mom just turned into like Vanna White the whole time, just say, smiling. So you say your mom's not slick. Her hair was dead. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Her hair was Did laid you? nicely. Listen, man, when you see listen to all my <laughs> Victor Cruz show listeners out there, when you see my mom in this documentary, please know that she took all twenty four hours of the day before to get right. <laughs> all twenty four, and she looks amazing. Ma, I love you if you listen to this. Not if you when you listen to this, because I know you listen to this podcast. I love you to death, and you looked amazing in the podcast. I mean, in the uh, documentary. <laughs> what was the process like? How, um, when the camera on the on the days or the moments the camera was with you, was it for an entire day? Was it like, hey, we're just gonna be a fly on the wall and follow you? Like, what was that process like? So it would be strategic, right? If they knew I had an event one day, they would follow me throughout the day, the whole day, me getting dressed, you know, me interacting with Kennedy, me. Going to the venue, being around the venue, coming out of the venue, going home. So it'd be a it'd be a good chunk of the day, you know. It'd be from the moment I get dressed to go to the venue to the moment I come home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we went to LA, they would come out there. They would film me working out. They film every they filmed almost every workout from from okay. the moment they came on the scene until the until the end of it. So um, they were pretty, you know. Every day they were they were there and they were uh, going through it and, and, and filming everything they could. Let me ask this: in a, in a in a, a day and age. When there's no shortage of just information and content and access, whether it be social media, whether it be blogs, whether it be all this stuff, you know, the one thing I know this is true to you, the one thing that high profile people or athletes such as yourself hold dearly is, you know, their families and their private life. Mm -hmm. Right. What was that process like for you? Just the honesty it takes to do a project like this and just, you know, it being such humbling moments of you and a camera and just, what was that like? I mean, you're burying your soul yeah. on camera for everyone to see. Absolutely. I mean, if you <clears throat> if you look at my life, if you look at my career and the way it's gone so far, like, I've always put my whole life out. I had nothing to lose when I came into the NFL. My whole life and soul I put into the game. And you can see that in the way that I play. And that's the way I carry myself through everything. So I felt like with this doc, I was like, this... This can't be, you know, one of those docs where you just give them a little bit or you give them what you want to give them and have it be one big marketing campaign. Like, I wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be me. And I knew that I had to let them in and I had to let them into my homes. I had to let them into the most intricate and intimate parts of my life in order to get the best quality work that we can. But I felt like it was an amazing experience, you know, to see it come to life and and to see it on a big screen like that at the premiere was it was just an, an unbelievable thing. So I've I've had the privilege of of seeing it, um, and in its entirety, you saw all of it. I, I've seen ninety nine percent of it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna talk about a couple of things, moments that stood out to me, okay. and I want like you're thinking. I'm kind of like, what was going on when you filmed it, or when that moment happened, or why not just your take on it. I think. Are you gonna tell the people that you you screenshot certain parts? Of the <laughs> And sent me the baby photos and the young I, basketball player photos I, and stuff like that. I did. I'm mad I lost, I, I lost my leverage because now everyone will see it shortly. <laughs> but for a good three weeks, I had some leverage there. Like, bit there's like oh, one like yeah. you, like doing, I don't know if you were like jazz, like, I don't know if like jazz hands. <laughs> I don't know. I think I sent it and your response was like, we're not going to do this today. We're not today. It was Sunday. It was the Lord's Day. The Lord's Day. We're, we're not, not doing that on the Lord's Day. Any day but Sunday. You said, we are not going to do this. I just let it rock. I let it rock. Um... You know, one of the things that came across clear as day in, in the doc and in your story was, you know, Patterson. Mm-hmm. 
talk to us about how important it was for your story to be told in Patterson, through Patterson, and what Patterson means to you, has meant to you in your in your life. Yeah, Patterson is, is everything for me, man. I mean, from the from the stories that we've had, you know, from the different athletes that have come through my city that I've seen throughout my life, and and, and you know the amount of athletes that I've seen go to college and come back and flunk out, and and you know those, all those stories shaped me to be who I am. Right, I never wanted to be that athlete to go off to college and then you know not pan out and at least not even get a degree and come home and be one of those guys that they talk about was the greatest player in our city but didn't do anything with it I, I was determined to be something other than that and Patterson shaped me that way Patterson shaped the way I walk talk the way I breathe the way I play football basketball when I used to play like it shaped me to be who I am today and, I, and I'd be remiss and wrong if I didn't give that light in the documentary because it is the exact thing that made me who I am today you know what I mean so with that being said, Patterson was at the forefront, and I really wanted them to capture the essence of Patterson of what it really was when I was walking through those streets. And they went on the, you know, every block, every city has those streets that you can't really drive through and walk through, and they went through those blocks. They're and like, oh, oh, it's Vic. Well, they good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring the exactly. camera through. The camera it was, through. One, it was a, a couple of scenes where I was literally in Patterson, stopped to get a bite of pizza. And, you know, I'm whatever. This is my city. I feel good. I'm confident. I'm good. Let's go in here, and then we get a bite of pizza, and we come out, and people start coming in droves. Like they just start seeing me. Yo, Vic, hopping out of cars, running one way street, tiny little back block, and you know, one guy comes up to me. He's, there's at least twenty people around us right now, and I can see the cameraman getting a little taken aback. <laughs> and I'm, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get through, and I'm talking to the people. Very cool. And this guy goes, "Man, you got to give me something to sign, something, anything." And I was like, "All right, let me." I open the trunk. I had like an old hat or something. It wasn't even a giant hat. It wasn't even random. A, it hat. was just a hat. And I signed it, gave it to him, and he just ran down, literally ran down the street <laughs> and was like super excited about it. And it was it was a big moment. And that in itself like tells you the impact that Patterson has or that I have in Patterson already. And I just want to do more. Boys and Girls Club, my foundation takes care of so much in the Boys and Girls Club, and we just want to spread our wings to everywhere across Patterson. And hopefully that propels us to more places. But Patterson is one of those cities that, you know, once you come through one time, you know what it's all about. And it's funny. Listen, for you guys listening or watching this, um, none of this is for show. Like, when the man says he loves Patterson and Patterson made him. And That's one T. I was just going to go into that story. I one texted. T. It was like a year ago. I texted him something random. Like, it's like <laughs> a funny meme. And I was like, this must have been in Patterson. And he's like, yeah, one T, fam. Like, really, like, offended. Like, I was like, yo, my bad. Patterson it's with real. one T. It's like, very real. And it's in the dot. Like, you got to <laughs> see the way I plan it in the dot. Like, you understand it very, very quickly. That's, what it is. So did I see in the dot there's a mural of you in Patterson? Yes. So unfortunately, due to some wild regulation in the city, that mural just got covered up. Oh, but wow. we were able to capture it in the dock, I believe. And it's on the wall. It's, like, all across the wall on Straight Street in Patterson. Um, but it, ironically, I was filming something else in front of my house where I used to live, mm-hmm. and the artist that did it came up to me. Walked, he just happened oh, to be walking randomly. down the street. Oh, he walked, he's like, "Yo," and I'm like, "What's up, man?" He was like, "Yo, they covered up your portrait, but have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to do it again as soon as the weather gets back right." So That's I was dope. like, "Thank you, man." And it's uh, he's a super, super talented dude, and, and people were really, uh, you know confiding in those murals and, and moms and parents and dads and young kids would talk to me about it from Patterson whenever I visited. So it was something that I 
Don't know why I got taken down in the first place, but that's a whole different story. But it's definitely something that needs to go back up and inspire the people. I'm looking. Our producer's over there on his phone. He's making, you know, I don't know if he's texting the mayor or what's he's going on. He's hitting somebody, Wolf's probably on his way back I got to hit Coach Wimbley, man. He's running the city. I got to get that back up there. That's a travesty right now. So I have a bunch of favorites of the doc. And um, one of them, by far, the funniest moment in it to me is um, the Giants game. Okay. In the beginning. Uh, the beginning. beginning. <laughs> the Giants game and the I mean the Jets game. The Giants Jets game in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, you know, it must have been interesting to see it from that angle, right? Because yeah. you know it from your angle. Mm-hmm. So before we even go there, walk us through. I know you've told this story to me and to people before and to people that used to watch RWTW TV. You know, what was that like? Walk me through game day that first day. Yep. Walk me through, you know when you're going to play, you don't know when you're going to play, your number's called, you're going into the hut. Just walk us through what that was like. Uh, game day that day was, was in. first of all, waking up, I was like nervous, but it, but it was more of a confident nervousness, if that even makes sense. It was like, I've been waiting for this moment a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like a long time. Um, so, I, you know, I get there, I warm up. And, and not to interrupt you, mm-hmm. ground the people in... This isn't Victor Cruz superstar. Oh, no, no, no. Where are you on the depth chart? This is I'm I'm about fifth, sixth on the depth chart. So I didn't get into the game until maybe the third quarter. Could go either way. You could be getting cut. You could be making the play. Like, I'm on the te- I'm on that. I'm on that. Okay. You know I'm on that seesaw. Yep. Like when certain days are good, certain days you don't know. <laughs> Doesn't even have his eighty. Yeah, exactly. No, no eighty. Three. I was number three then. Yeah. Okay. And I was wearing all of my pads. Like <laughs> you know when you first get you first get someone you wear everything, everything knee pads like the big knee pads too like not even the, the cool swaggy joints like the big little league joint. So. I'm warming up. I come out. I don't even know, like, should I catch with Eli? Like, Eli was, uh, whatever. I was like, you know what? I'm just warming on my own. I'm going to take, like, three laps, get a good sweat in, and I'm going to just head on inside. I catch a few footballs, and I'm going to head inside. So I go inside. I put, my, I put my pads on. I get everything on. I'm, I'm looking at myself in the mirror like, oh, this is this is real. Like, you, your name. I'm, like, looking at my, in the, at my name on the back in the mirror. <laughs> And I'm like, this is this is really happening. And so I go out there. It took me a little time to go out there because, you know, the starters play and then I come in third quarter and, and keep it moving. So, so before the game, you know you're not playing the first half. I know I'm not playing the first half. I know I'm on I'm on I was even playing special teams down on kickoff, kickoff return, and then I started on offense in the third quarter. Okay. And family friends. There so Jets are the home team. Okay. Right? So uh my mom and, and my family was up top because the away tickets are terrible. Oh, like, they're you. always in the nosebleeds. So I get them, you know, it's the only tickets I got. Right. So I get them to them. They're up in the nosebleeds, and they're just, you know, looking at the screens. They can't – I look, you know, like an ant down there. Um, so as soon as I get, you know, I first play the game – first play of my entrance into the game is a conversion route where I have to run a go. And Hold up, so you're, you don't know what play to me. You're in the huddle. I'm in the huddle. Who's the quarterback? The quarterback is Jim Sorge. Okay, what's the play that's called? The play is uh, it was a hitch. It was a it was a hinge route. Okay. So I would have to go if it was off coverage. You run ten yards and stop, and there's a timing pattern, so the ball would be on you. Okay. But if it's press coverage, you convert it and it's a go because they're pressing you. So as you break the huddle, you're hoping it's press. I break the huddle. I'm like, please let it be off, <laughs> so I can just get my little catch. Oh, you just want the catch? I just want the catch. I just want to keep. I just want to catch so I can show them I'm, I'm I'm reliable. I'm catching the football. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make something happen, and I'm gonna go down. Like whatever it is, if I break it for whatever. So he comes up and he's pressed, and I'm like, 
Golly. <laughs> and I had a and I was having a great training camp. Like I was I was turning heads, people were looking at me, but you know, nothing really matters until you get to those games. Mm-hmm. So I knew Jim Sorgi all training camp, he's been messing with me. They're getting me to rock, like he's been on my side. Um, so I knew he was gonna come to me. I, I, I just knew in my gut, like if I converted this route, he's gonna come to me. So I convert the route. He's kind of the defender's like a step behind me. So I'm running, he throws the ball up. And I stick a hand out there, and I see the ball, and I catch it with one hand, and I'm stumbling, and then he kind of trips me, and I'm like, you better not fall. And then I kind of get up, and I'm like, oh, shit. I really just did that. And I'm coming through, and I get through the end zone, and everything just goes silent, like dead, dead silent. I'm even yelling. I'm screaming. I put the ball down. I didn't know what to do. This is pre-salsa, obviously. (laughs) I put the ball down on the Jets logo, and I got up and just walked away, and it was just faint, like nothing. I could hear nothing, and I just pumped my fist one time, and I looked up, and I was like, I just made this team. I think I just made this team with this one-handed grip. Like, there's no way they could deny me now. You know what I mean? So... It was um, it was it was special, man. It was it was a special moment. Now, up to that point, little league or you know whatever you call them. What, what's the kids? It's a little. Is it mini league? Pee wee. Pee wee. So pee wee. You go. You go. I just played straight varsity. Oh, I didn't man. really mess around with all that other stuff. At ten years old. If you have a VCR, I can bring a VHS. <laughs> we could we could figure. Luckily, those have been extinct for like fifteen years. Not my problem. Not my problem. Not my yeah. problem. Not my problem. I'm um, on the same page as you. So, you, so you, you've scored, up to this point, probably 100 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Mm-hmm. And Dan's like, what's that? This is your first, like, what's that like? Knowing that was priceless. Like, that first touchdown in the NFL. I, I could have done, after that moment, I could have stopped playing football and, like, hung it up, been a school teacher. I'm, I'm good. I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I scored it. I've Scored a touchdown and I've played at the highest level, and I've scored a touchdown in dramatic fashion. You know what I mean? It was like I couldn't. There was no way to top. I mean, obviously, I topped that later on, but at the moment, there was nothing that that topped that moment for me. Coming from where I come from, getting through what I got through, and being at that moment. What did it feel like watching that in the dock? Watching that play, like it was. Uh, it was insane. I mean, it went back to me. You know, I went back to that mindset, how I felt. You know, the feeling I had going into the game, the feeling I had, you know, the week of practice, um, it went back to that and, and uh, you know, how wet behind the ears I was. I was just like, I knew every route in the playbook. I knew exa- I knew what the quarterback was reading. I knew what the running back had. Like, I looked that whole playbook inside and out and I knew everything that was going on. And I was just excited, man. I wanted to get my moment. I, I was craving to get my moment you know what I mean good bad or indifferent I just wanted to have my moment to say I tried the hardest I could and if I didn't make it I was comfortable with that because I gave it everything you know what I mean dope I think you know for me one of the funniest moments is the whole Rex (laughs) where he's like who is this guy his commentary is priceless man (laughs) and it's funny because he's still I saw him at like a charity event like a year ago and he was still looked at me he goes that fucking catch (laughs) catch it's gonna haunt me man it's gonna and I'm like Sorry? Like, I don't even know what to say. What did I say? And even with the Browns coach now, I think, when he was like, who's who's three? Uh, see, why not? Like, it's yeah, still, exactly. like, yep. And to me, like, that was a snapshot of, like, where you were in your career. It's like, no one knew who you were. No one was betting on you. There were no expectations. And to come in on that stage and be like, Absolutely. here I am and do what you do. Absolutely. You know, one of the things, one more thing with that game is, uh, you know, the LeBron effect. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you remember the tweet? 
Before I could even get dressed, I I went to the podium to talk to the media. First thing they said was, LeBron tweeted you. I was like, what? (laughs) Did he really? I was like, wow, that's crazy. He, it's funny because hearing the story, and you guys are very good friends now, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I remember being there the first time you guys met and hearing you tell the story from your end and hearing him tell the story from his end. And he's like, look, I'm watching a preseason game, Mm -hmm. third quarter, and I tweet out, like, I don't know who this three kid is, but the Giants better exactly. keep him or whatnot, right? Exactly. Like, just amazing. Um, and Crazy how it comes full circle. Yeah, and he's like been, that. you know, and he's been one of your biggest supporters, you know, through highs and lows and being like, you know, always text me, hey, how's Vic doing? Is he doing well? Is he need anything? And stuff like that. So um, it's just funny, to your point, seeing it come full circle mm-hmm. and kind of how didn't know each other. Two very different stages in your career. Exactly. You're starting and getting your shot, and yep. he's who he is. So, yeah. Um, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. One of my next favorite uh, spots in the documentary, um, I Am Giant, is Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you were mic'd? They mic'd me up. Yeah. Is that your first time being mic'd up to that point? Uh, no, they mic'd me for the NFC uh, chip game. Okay. The NFC. Uh, Where is it that you game? completely lose your shit in the doc? Is it the, the NFC? NFC chip? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Are you normally that hype? Or are you um, talk to me? Talk to me. On the field, that? I'm different. Like, okay. on the field, like, I'm hype. Like, you got a glimpse of that. I mean, people see that from when I play, but. Without the helmet on, you got a glimpse of that when we played uh, San Fran and Larry scored that winning touchdown and I was like in his face and I was like energized. You know what I mean? Like that's me on the football field. So um, I'm normally like that. When I'm on the field, I'm like, I'm like, it's us against the world, man. You know what I mean? You got to have that mindset when you're out there on that field. Well, I, I took two things. I had two takeaways from that particular part was one was what's the same what, what was it you said battle to the fucking end what is it you said do you remember yep. that yep I said we got a battle to the fucking end right and I just for me it was that and it was like you're talking to everybody and nobody mm-hmm. right and it's kind of mm-hmm. like you know like we're battling we're grinding and that kind of to me was that's your career as well in a nutshell right it's like yep. nothing's given everything's earned it's we got a battle to the end and yep. I love that you're in the huddle but not in the huddle and you're kind of just talking to yourself mm-hmm. but talking to everyone as well I thought mm-hmm. that was dope and the other one was Seeing how hype you were for one of your teammates scoring. Yeah. It wasn't you scoring and being like, yo, look at me. It was like you were hyped for him. And it was yeah. like, I told you, I told you. Because it was the craziest thing, man. Hakeem Nix was in the locker room. And he goes, yo, I, I had a vision last night that Mario Manahan scored the go-ahead, uh, the go-ahead touchdown. To the last receiving touchdown in the game. He said, I don't know if it's the go-ahead one. I don't know if it's the one that's going to make us win. I don't know, if, I don't know what it is. But Mario Manningham is going to have the, the, the deciding touchdown at the end of this game. And we was like, bet. We riding with him. You know what I mean? Like, that was us three, me, Hakeem, and Mario. That was what we were riding to. The, as soon as we hit those – before the playoffs, as soon as we hit that jet game in the regular season, we was like, yo, all chips are in. Like, we got to just rock this out. Whatever it, whatever it ends up being, it ends up being. But we're comfortable with putting all our eggs in this basket, putting everything that we got together – and, uh, and making this run. And that's what we did, man. And it was it was a sight to see. 
it was the definition of you losing your shit. <laughs> you were so like amped up, and you might have went through that brick wall. Like, yeah, I went nuts. <laughs> I went nuts. I went so crazy because I'm. I mean, a kid from Patterson, New Jersey, has never played in the Super Bowl. And then for me to go do it and win it and dance in the end zone in the like, come on, I can't. I, you can't paint the picture any other. Say if you if you pitch that to Hollywood, they wouldn't they wouldn't believe it. it's like who's believing this? I'd be like, come on, get, hometown get, too, like cut yeah. it out. Like take your script and leave, please. <laughs> take your script and leave. So you know, it's no secret you're the you're one of the most documented and covered athletes, any sport, um, definitely football. And definitely in New York, which says something, right? Everything's magnified by 100. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been covered sports, culture, fashion, you know, so everyone feels, you know, whether they personally know you or don't, everyone feels like they know you, mm-hmm. right? I've had the pleasure of, of you know, forming a incredible friendship with you where I consider you a brother, and I feel like I know, you know, your life isn't a secret, right? mm-hmm. you know, your life mm-hmm. is out there for better or worse. Um, your father. Yeah. It's the most honest I've ever seen you in terms of an honest moment. Can you walk us through, you know, what that scene meant to you and kind of what you felt and the emotion in that scene? Um, it, it, it was a, it was an interesting scene for me. I mean, it, it was so, Gotham knew that it was going to strike a chord. So he prepped me the day before. He goes, all right, so tomorrow, right? Uh, he got real soft in his voice. And I was like, something ain't right. Something ain't right. <laughs> what are we talking about tomorrow? I knew it was only a matter of time before we get to that. So, like, just spit it out, dog. You know what I mean? We cool. Um, so he goes, so tomorrow, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, getting back on the field. How you feeling? And then we're going to talk about your family a little bit, Patterson. And then we're going to go from Patterson. Uh, we're going to go to your dad. All right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So I'm thinking about it the whole day before. The next day comes. We're doing it. He gets to the dad questions. And I was like, you know, like I said before, Gotham has a way of pulling these things out of me and, and, and getting these more. Like, I had never talked, not even to my own mom. I've never talked about these experiences and these moments before. I've never talked about how my dad made me feel. I never talked about that because it was just like I felt like it was unmanly or I felt like there's no one I could talk to. There's no one that really understood what I was going through. So I just kept it inside, like I, you know what I mean. And the fact that I didn't cry at the funeral and things like that; those are things that are covered in the doc that you'll see. Um, but Gotham asked questions that was like, okay, um, we're digging in, we're digging in deep. Because not only would he ask the question, and I'd be like, yeah, you know, my father, me and him, you know, we had our, you know, dispute and going back and forth, and and uh, he goes, and then I ended. He goes, well, well, how did that make you feel? And I was like. Well, now that you say that, no, right? So, you know, it made me emotional. It made me think about those moments that I missed him, and, and, and those are things that uh, I never got to open up about. And then, and then, uh, and you'll see, you know, how deep it got when you when you watch it on Friday night. So, would you say that? I don't know the first. Would you say that's one of the first times you have that conversation with yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's never been a moment. You know, you think about it in passing. You think about it when you're, you know, especially when I'm creating these moments and winning Super Bowls and catching every football and scoring touchdowns. Like, you think about that. You think about, is he proud of me? How's he looking at me? If he was here, like, he'd be going apeshit, first of all. Let's establish that. Like, my dad was a dad who was showing out in front of the city and, and everyone loved him and he was that guy. And uh, And he'd be going absolutely crazy. So I think about those things of, 
how he would be reacting right now and, and uh, you know, the way he would be at this very moment. What was it like? One more question. What was it like, you know, you just came from the <clears throat> premiere or the screening. What was it like watching it? What was it like watching that scene where you, you know, where you're so honest about your father and kind of, you know, reliving some of those moments? Um, it was, you know, it was cool for me. It was, it, you know, it was funny because I, that, I knew that this documentary would serve as some therapy for me, right? I knew that it would tackle subjects and issues that I never talked about. So that was one of them. And once I got it out, I felt amazing. Like, I felt like, wow, like, it's, I had that bottle for eight years. You know what I'm saying? I never said that to anyone or anybody. And for me to get that out at that time, it felt like a large boulder was just off my shoulder. So as soon as it comes on, so this this explains me and my mother's relationship in a nutshell. So as soon as the, I see the scene forming, like, you know how you see what's coming next. And I look over to my mother who's sitting right next to me. I'm like, Ma, don't, don't cry. This is daddy's part. You've watched this already. Don't cry. You've already cried when I showed it to you at home. You don't need to cry now anymore. You know what I mean? So the scene comes on. They show my dad one time. All of a sudden, I hear sniffles, and I'm like, "Ma, you're crying." <laughs> so, uh, so, but it was, it was, uh, you know, it, it, to relive those moments isn't easy. And, and even one of my closest friends, man, shout out to Keon, um, who's been my childhood best friend forever. He left. He was like, "Yo, I couldn't see Mike on that screen." Mike is my my dad, by the way. He's like, "I couldn't see him up on that screen like that." It was it was too much for me. And he walked out and. Like hit me, text me later, and was like, "I'm out of here." He went home. You know what I mean? So, I knew that that was like a big deal for people, and and no one's ever seen me like that. I haven't seen myself like that. So, right. that's one of those moments that are you know genuine in in, in the dark. And I tell you, it definitely comes across as that it's you know I, I texted you when I saw it, and I was like, "Yo, like it choked me up to see it," um, and. As a man, that's like the cool way of saying like you balls like a little girl. <laughs> you know, I, I, got, I got choked up a little bit in that scene. Yo, it was cool. You know, it's funny. My boys are cool. like, yo, like I, I never knew that about your dad. Like, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, yo, why, why are your eyes red, fam? And they're like, no, no, no. Like, I may have cried. I mean, it was more of a sniffle. It's not like a full blown cry. It's like more of a sniffle. Like, like, yeah, no like, doubt. You know it's allergy season, dog. It's November. Oh, you know what I mean. You know, he was sweating like, the details, man. No, the leaves I, are falling. <laughs> no, I think you know. For me, you know, all jokes aside, one of the more emotional moments for me is that part where you hear his voice. Yeah. Where like it got me, like I was just, and I was watching by myself, and I'm still like, I'm cool, like I'm 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 cool. But you hear, you know, just hearing his voice, just as as a father now, and and you know. I just know what that bond is, and I know, Absolutely. you know, I can only imagine what that felt like for you to see it. So, what do you think, last one on your father, what do you think, you know, is he looking down, is he proud? Is like, what do you think, you being a father yourself now, like, what's... I think he's extremely proud, man. I think he's, uh, I think I think he's looking down at me and, and his, you know, his two other um, kids, Malik and Ebony, that he's looking down and like, I made some real stand-up kids, and, and I taught them from my sh- my short, you know, abridged time on this earth, I taught them the right way to live, and the right way to be uh, men and women, and, and to live their lives a righteous way, in the right way, and not, you know, live life trying to get over on people and do things. Live a stand-up, respectful life that people respect and want to be a part of, and I think he'd be proud of that. That's dope. One of, one of my other favorite scenes is uh, the keys, 
<laughs> when you're like, you know what? I'll just take my chances, baby. I'm gonna leave these kids. Well, I don't even. Yo, I don't think that made the, the final. It did it did not so. make it. Have, we have a showtime show exec in here, and he, that didn't make it. You got to tell that media. story. So, so you know what? If you're listening to this you podcast, exclusive. you got some exclusive. exclusive. Please tell them. The, please give them that. <laughs> it's one of the greatest stories. Okay, so uh, the, the the longer story is, you know, my friend. I have a friend named Cancun who's in who's an amazing, inspiring artist, and. Uh, me and him, we've known each other since, you know, about fifth, fourth or fifth grade. And, you know, fast forward, we, my dad, you know, lends me the keys to his Mercedes truck. And uh, I take the truck and I proceed to go round about the city with it. And, you know, I'm going all over the place. And I'm with Cancun. I pick Cancun up. We go into New York City to do whatever we were doing. How old are you? We, I was about 18, oh, shit. Okay. 19 okay. tops. Okay. And uh, my dad's like, yo, bring my car back at like 11. Like, <laughs> so 11 hits, and I'm like, D-, and I'm still in the city. And when you say your father was super particular about his car. Listen, my dad washed his car every six days. <laughs> he made sure. He had us out. There's photos of me and my brother outside in the summertime hand rinsing this man's car <laughs> like manual labor style he's on the porch like hey you missed this he's spot. like yo get the bumper <laughs> the front bumper and I'm like dad like you just got out here so mind you it's still clean like it's still perfectly fine washed. it's like he just wa- he just washed it six days ago pops it's still clean um so he lends me the car it's 11 o'clock I'm blown curfew I head back and he's blowing me up and he's yelling and and I'm terrified. <laughs> like I'm just completely terrified. My man Cancun, he busted his ankle like in uh plant trying to play basketball. He cannot play basketball at, at all. <laughs> and he twisted his ankle, had a high ankle sprain, and I'm like, fam, we are walk like we're dropping this car off. I'm not calling my dad so he can flip out on me. I'm gonna put these keys in the mailbox and I'm going to walk to McDonald's. Now, is he home when you're dropping the car off? My dad? Yeah. He was absolutely home. <laughs> he was absolutely home. He was absolutely home. I, and he had, so peep this, his entire part, his entire back of his house was gravel. Oh, it's just a crunch. So, so crunch. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so I'm pulling in, right? And I'm, I'm literally two miles per hour. Two. Pulling in. And then that's not even the worst because you get out and you have to like tiptoe. And then like if you hit the wrong rock, like your whole your whole foot twists and you make it. So I'm tiptoeing. I finally get to the part where there's cement. And I get on the cement and drop it in the mailbox. I go right through the front, make the right. My boy Cancun is hobbling up the street. We walk about maybe a quarter of a mile. <laughs> to downtown Passaic, New Jersey, and I called my mom, and she came and picked me up with my daughter in their pajamas. It was never an option for you to ring the doorbell and give them the keys, in your mind. In my mind, I, what doorbell? Did he have a doorbell? <laughs> I didn't even know he had a doorbell. We usually, he had the key, so he just went right in, usually. I didn't even know he had a doorbell. So the next day, he sees me, comes by the house, and I was like, I gotta face this. Like, I can't. I gotta face it. He comes up to me, he goes, look, man, like... You know, in, in order for you to be a man, if you want us to be, if you want to be treated like a man, you have to carry yourself a certain way. And if I, as a man, if I give you my keys into your hands to take my vehicle and I trusted you with that power, you have to be man enough to give me the keys back into my hand and treat me with that same respect. 
And that term, when he said that to me, I mean, at the time, I was like, yeah, whatever, Pops, I got a hag, whatever. I was just trying to get through it. You're like, so I'm not getting my ass wet. Exactly. So you're not going to take your belt off. <laughs> All right, cool, 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 cool. Right, right, right. And at that age, he was like two-piecing me. It wasn't no, there was no belt. You're getting so, body yeah, shots. It was like, pop, pop. All right, cool. Um, so your dad's not a little, he was brawling, too. He was brawling. Like, there's yeah. four, you'll see the dog. Yeah, like, yes. It was a fireman and they had weights and stuff. But it wasn't there. sweet. It nah, wasn't sweet. It was okay. like pull up city over there. Every time I went over there, it was like, all right, you got 50 pull ups and we're going to go eat. And I'm like, I just got here. You want to do 50 pull ups? Um, so, yeah, man, my dad, he, he didn't play any games. But you said you later on you appreciated the lesson that was in that, right? The lesson of like the certain things that I expected you as a man. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, my dad. My dad taught me so many lessons and so many things um, about life and his time here with me. It, it, it was, you know, it, it's second to none. Nobody's ever taught me anything. The gems that he would give me, the way that he lived his life and, you know, good and bad. I mean, mm-hmm. I took the bad things he did and learned from them. And I took the good things he did and learned from them as well and, and, and applied them to my very own life. So um, I'm just in a position where I want to emulate him and, and live the life that he lived in, in a righteous way. That's dope. Listen, I challenge anyone, man, woman, child, UFC champion, whoever it is, to, to get to that part and not, you know, feel a certain way or shed a tear. So um, I can't wait for you guys to see that. I think um, a couple more, you know, scenes or, or questions. Um, you know, I got to be honest, when, when you first told me the doc was happening, um, I thought it was going to be all about the rehab. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay, cool. I'll show you the gym, working out, and, <laughs> you know, working out some more, and kind of you know making some faces as you work out some more, <laughs> and that type of stuff. And to my delight, like to my surprise, like it wasn't really about the rehab, right? I think that's the backdrop where you see it throughout, but it wasn't about that. Exactly, and we wanted it that way. We didn't want it to be the monotony of a guy doing four million leg lifts and. You know, leg curls and running and jumping. I mean, we wanted it to be about life, right? About how life is while you're going through something like this. What my life is like, you know, because in an in depth in an in depth way. Because all the other mini pieces, whether it be E60 or whether it be you know whatever short dots, whether it be a newspaper article, I've never gotten a chance to visually give you an in depth look of how I felt during certain scenarios and how that made me feel in you know, certain different phases of my life. And you get to see that in this doc. And and it's um, and that's how we wanted it to be. We wanted the, the rehab to be in the backdrop as my life is continuing to go on, go along. Great segue. Rehab. Mm-hmm. How's it going? I know you have an entire city that's listening to this right now and wondering when the heck is Victor Cruz not only getting on the field, but getting into the end zone. You know, any update yeah. on that front? Um, on that front, I'm, I've, I've been feeling better, first and foremost. Great. My last MRI was a progression and not a regression, which is Great. a positive thing. Um, and then moving on, the doctors are just, you know, they want to take it super easy with me. And, and they're being extremely, uh, you know, efficient in the way that they go about treating my injury. So we're taking another MRI. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to miss the New Orleans game. Um, they're going to take another MRI on Monday because they want to see how far I've gotten and, you know, has the strengthening work taken apart and 
does it feel better? And I think uh, that Monday I get another MRI and then we go from there. So I, I'm literally on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Um, but the, the positive news is that I feel better. I feel stronger. And, um, you know, it, I, I truly feel in my heart that there's only a matter of time before I get back out there. And no one's chomping at the bit more than you are. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it hurts me to watch film. <laughs> like, I can't even be in there watching film because... It just burns within me to get out there and be great and be the same person I was. But, like, I can't do that at 79% or 85%. I I need to be 100%, not just for myself, but I'd be doing an extreme disservice to the the organization and to the fan base that expects me to be 100% every time I step on that field. I'll tell you one thing that's dope, and and, and there's been a few teammates that have done it, but one of the proudest moments I've had as a diehard Giant fan was – was seeing Odell get into the end zone and, and hit the well, his version of the salsa. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. tried. Yeah. Right, God bless him. <laughs> um, what was that like for you to see that and see, you know, there's been so much talk about Odell and, you know, are they competing, marketing yeah. and brands and new star mm-hmm. versus vet. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you to see him, you know, send that gesture? Uh, it, it, was, it was a moment for me, man, that I, I kind of looked back and I was like, this is this is these are true teammates. These are true people that care about me and understand what I'm going through and got my back. You know what I mean? And the crazy thing is the week before, Ruben Randall did it in Buffalo, and I was like, you know, th- these two guys, man, have been you know the closest that I've been to, been with on the team, and and we spend a lot of time together. We get to know each other. We actually have dinner tonight together. You know, we do dinners every Thursday. Who picks the bill up? Who picks um, the tab up? You know, I picked up the last bill uh, okay. myself and Dwayne Harris because we. You make the most money. In the words of in the words of Odell Beckham, y'all got all the money. And I'm like, I ain't got uh, no money. I need though. to get invited to that because I clearly would never pay the bill. Like, talk about the most money, I'd be good. I'd be all the way good. Um, yo, much has been made of, of your relationship with Odell. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture on on uh, social media. I'm not sure if it was Instagram or or Twitter, but it was of you and him, and it looks like you guys were having. And you can tell me to mind my business, but it looks like you guys were having a very private moment and it was dope because the backdrop was the Super Bowl trophy mm-hmm. um, and it was inside the practice facility. Do you remember yeah. that picture? I remember. Can you talk about it a little bit and say kind of A, whether what that moment meant to you or what the moment was yeah. and B, your relationship with Odell? Um, a, that, that that moment is, is personal between okay. him and I um, but it was a very, very, it was a moment that, that symbolizes my friendship with him and forever be cemented um, what our relationship is and, and, and what it's like moving forward. Uh, B, my relationship with Odell is, is, is extremely, you know, uh, great. I mean, me and him talk every day. We talk about good, bad. We talk about his personal life. I talk about him. I talk to him about my personal life. And, and you know, him and I are just, you know, the best of friends. We spend a ton of time together. Like I said, we, I go to his crib, play ping pong. Like, we do it all, man. And he's... Uh, and he's uh, he's one of the guys that have been in my that has been in my corner um, throughout this process and throughout you know whether it be my knee or my calf or whatever I was going through, uh, he'd be right there on my side. Dope. What is you know in closing? What is having gone through this process of uh, filming this documentary and kind of being an open book um, and. You know, having no walls up and showing people, you know, who you are and, and what you've been through. Um, what was that process like? Like now that you're at the finish line and seeing it and being able to be there at the premiere and seeing 
the project in its entirety? Like, what are you proud of? What's it meant to you? Like, how do you feel now looking back at it? Um, I feel great, man. I feel like it, it it embodied everything that I am. I feel like it embodied, you know, Patterson, myself, the Giants, you know, my off the field endeavors, my own, everything that I am. I feel like it embodied that being a dad, you know, everything that you see in the doc embodies every part of my career, my life. And um, I, I feel, you know, amazing about it. I feel like every time I watch it, it's going to be like the first time. Like I'm going to continue to pick up different things every time that I see the doc. So um, I'm more so I, I mean, I don't want to fast forward, you know, age myself and, and whatnot. But I just can't wait till I'm older. and My daughter's like 18 mm-hmm. and I can show her that and, and see what her depiction is. See how she, when she can really understand it. I want to show her that and see, you know, how well. How cool she thinks daddy is now at that point. You know what I mean? That's dope. What do you say to the 13-year-old kid from Patterson, New Jersey, that's going to tune in tomorrow or today if they listen to this and is going to watch I Am Giant? You know, what do you say to them? What do you want the takeaway to be? What do you want the feeling to be of anyone that watches this, but specifically that kid in Patterson, New Jersey? Um, I want them to know that I'm just like them. You know, that room that you're in, that one-bedroom joint with the TV that you got to hit on the side for it to work. I'm, I was you. I was you at one point. You know what I mean? That that single parent household where your mom has to wake you up by cutting the light on to get you to go to school. And then when you don't wake up with the light on, she rips the covers off you. Forget, like, that's me. Like, that was me growing up in Patterson, New Jersey, going through what I was going through. So I want you to know that this is a real story. This isn't for TV. This isn't for show. This isn't, you know, some type of thing that that I'm going to make money off of and get rich. This is for me to show the people and show you exactly the things that I go through and understand them from my point of view and, and hopefully learn something from it. Very dope. So, I mean, listen, it's your show, which you remind me of. I do. And I'm every gonna, episode. And, I'm, and speaking of reminding you of Uh-oh, things, right? Me. I mean, producer E, at yep. the, at the uh, documentary screen. I got to be honest. I don't like where this is going already. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, you don't got to like it, but you got to <laughs> put up with it. Producer E and I were talking, mm-hmm. and producer E may or may not have been drinking. I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. Um, I don't want to put his business out there in the streets. Um, but we had a conversation, mm-hmm. and he proceeded to tell me how he, you know, wrangled up the footage of his, uh, you know, of his high school years and his college, his collegiate years when he put it together a little, a little highlight tape, if you will. Okay. I have a highlight tape, okay. uh, obviously that's been well documented. As an athlete, you have to have a highlight tape. Okay. And we've heard you over and over in okay. talks. If anyone doesn't know. My boy Paul Rivera has played professional yeah. basketball overseas just, just in factual. Puerto Rico. Fact. Just facts. Yeah, factual thing. Mm-hmm. Although, myself, nor producer E, correct me if I'm wrong, none of us has seen actual footage <laughs> of, of this, right? So, so what we need, what we want, and I think what the people want, uh, we need to see footage of you dropping dimes, <laughs> throwing it behind your back. Throwing it around the back, <laughs> throwing oops, no look. We need to see oh, the lefty mid range. Yes. Were you mid range? Were you three? Like we need to see these things. We need to see the foot. Anything, producer. Anything. Okay, listen, that is fair. It's first of all, it's a fair ask. Is it on YouTube? No, it's a fair ask. I mean, I'm a little older than you guys. I don't think YouTube existed back okay, then. Okay, gotcha. Uh, neither here nor there. Um, Did someone refurbish the footage and put it on YouTube? <laughs> well, I'm not that old. We're not going to say refurbish gotcha. okay, the footage. Was it VHS? <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't I'll, know. what I'll say is that it's a fair question. What I'll say is this. Not only will I provide footage, 
you can pick the sport because let's not get carried away and think okay. I was a one-trick pony. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. I wore 80 long before you wore 80. <laughs> let's get the mic close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wore 80. You know what? Hold on a second. Let me. <laughs> I wore 80 long before you wore 80. I had the towel because I knew I was Jerry Rice. I had the towel. I had the high socks. Basketball, I just did what I do. So you're saying there's three 80s in the room? That's, oh, you weren't 80s? You know what? Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you believing this? <laughs> right Listen, man. and don't get it twisted. Listen, when the game got tight in the eighth, ninth inning, when the coach came on the disc, he was asking for me out that bullpen. Yeah. I want the lefty. Yeah, that's me. Listen. Yeah. Listen, but the show isn't about me. The show right. isn't about me. You're right. This is your show. You know what? Just know uh-huh. I will be pulling out some footage. Three sport athlete. Three sport. Three sport athlete. Is that a try? What is that? Is that a. It's called Flourish. <laughs> that's called the Flourish. That's what I was. Listen, guys, I'm going to end this now because I feel like if I don't, this will go on for hours. So this is the Victor Cruz show. You have tuned into a very, very special uh, um, podcast. This is what number is this for us now? This is four. This is five. Five. So five. Five. And then uh, this is a very, very important one for us. I know I promised you guys that we will have a guest. There will be a guest. But I have not. That has not been lost on. Yeah, this is a special episode. This is a special episode. Our next episode. Absolutely. We're so. gonna do. We're gonna do a new thing too. But before we sign off. Because I've been asked for a couple of, you gotta shout some people out. You gotta shout your mom out. I got okay. Like mom, the hair was looking lifted. It mama, the hair lifted. was looking, it was laying. And the nice. bangs, the bangs was cut. She wasn't perfect. playing. She wasn't playing. Perfect. Anyone you wanna shout out? You, you, know, okay. you mentioned Cancun, you mentioned some people that were at the premiere. Gotcha. Please. So shout out to my mom, first and foremost, for birthing me, birthing such excellence. <laughs> um, I love you to death. Shout out to my little sister, Andrea Man, who also makes the doc. Dope. Um, shout out to Cancun, Gunna, Rico, my, my brother Malik, who makes the doc. And, he had some moments in there where he really made the doc happen. Yes. Like, he made it happen in Absolutely. there. I was proud of him, man. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Malik. Shout out to Bree for making the doc in the beginning. I don't think you saw that version. The one in the kitchen. No. There's a version where it's her. We're getting ready to shoot uh, a confessional. Okay. And she's up on me like, all right, let me oh, check. Oh, she's 15 years. Yes, 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 yes. And yes, it's yes, like, yes. Okay, it explains good. her and I's relationship Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Bree. Shout out to Elena Watley um, for getting the EP credit on this film. Yes, I know, great look for her. Yeah. It's a great look for her. Well deserved, um, too. Shout out to LeBron and Spring Hill for attaching their names to the project and really being hands-on and, and helping me throughout this process. Um, shout out to Sean Brown who came through. Shout out to Time Warner Cable, yeah. who are one of my biggest and greatest sponsors, and pretty much um, took care of the venue for us for the documentary, along with Showtime. Shout out to Steven Espinoza um, for believing in this project and making it happen and, and, and fulfilling it. Gotham Chopra, you are amazing. The whole crew of from photographers, Amanda, the photographer, you are amazing. All those portraits at the documentary premiere uh, were next level. Um, um, I believe that's about it, man. Okay. Um, I'm going to shout myself out. Okay. All right. Shout out to Because P- I wasn't going to do yeah, it. Yeah. Shout out to PR um, for being here. Mm. Before we get over to oh, can you shit. tell them the flourish that I just, I blessed you with something Ooh. very, very magical. And and if you look up, so my boy, he thinks, so, you know, earlier he said he's kind of like, whatever, like kind of no big deal. He's kind of just a regular person. Happy to be here. Man. His feet will be on the <laughs> Cleveland Cavalier wood. This is true. On Friday evening. Is- so tune into your stations. I believe it's the home opener for Cleveland. So this is true. It may or may not be yep. prime time. Yep. It is, yep. in my opinion, the greatest small fourth ever play the game ever we'll be playing so 
it will be primetime television and look for someone wearing something of a weak color. Just talk to him. Listen, I'm going to make it easy. You won't have to look that hard. I'll be center court. You'll be oh, yeah, center court. Yeah, <laughs> okay, gotcha. Listen, like Spike, okay. his seats are cute. That's a little to the left. Two okay, left for me. Gotcha. You, center, you like being in half court. I'm more of a center court. If there's an instant replay situation, I can chime in. You know, I'm okay. right there by okay. the scores table. Gotcha. Um, I will say this. My brother right here to my right, for those of you that can't see me, came into the studio today and he had... Four pairs of sneakers. It felt like Santa Claus. Right? Yeah, you were in here. I, I like seeing you like that. I like when you come with gifts. That's um, what do. Three of the boxes, it was one was for Wale. I could say who they're for, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one was for Wale. One was for Drake. One was for LeBron. And one was for me. And that's the kind of rare air I consider myself in. <laughs> you know, I look at myself as, you know, talent should be treated as talent. Oh, man. And, um... You know, I, I, in no particular order, I, that's the, that's the kind of air I should be in. All right. This is the Victor Cruz show. <laughs> um, uh, feel free to go and pick up a copy of my book, Out of the Blue. Uh, <laughs> We're not doing this. I believe it's still at Barnes and Nobles. <laughs> um, if you look, it might be in the back. Just ask your, ask, ask your nearest Barnes and Noble consultant. They usually wear name tags in a green apron. Um, but hey, feel free to go pick that up. What's up, Pete? In all seriousness, tell them one last time where they can see the doc, when they can see it. You can see the doc Friday evening on Showtime October 9 p.m. October 30th, which also happens to be my older brother's birthday. Oh, wow. So we're going to meet at the crib, watch the doc, and then head out for um, for some dinner and, and celebrate his uh, his 31 years of life. Wow, he's you know, 31. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put you on the spot, which I rarely do, and okay. I promise you this wasn't planned. And like I said, we have Brian Daly here from Showtime, a Showtime exec that's played a, a big role in, in making this whole project happen as well. This wasn't planned, but he'll love this. I think tomorrow, maybe post, mm-hmm. you should take a couple of questions on Twitter. Let's do it. I'm all for it. Brian, what do you think about that? A couple of questions, right? Some people watching, ask a question or two. Like, it don't got to be crazy. It could be, I don't know, five, ten questions or something. But no problem. Have people ask you, what you at? At Team Vic? Okay, let, let's, let's be clear here. <laughs> Let's, let's be clear. We got to censor these questions. These questions are going to be, you, you know, yeah. you're going to get the one yeah. random yeah. dude with eight followers yeah, that says. Right. Well, here's the thing. Everyone won't see them. Only you'll see them. Back. So we'll have them come in. We'll say post. They can ask you questions. Not during because you're going to be okay. locked in with the family. I mean, right? I don't, just to be clear, I don't mind the, the crazy comment. It's just not going to get an answer. It's a part of my life. Check. But it's not going to get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> you may get blocked from So they can hit you at Team Vic? At Team Vic on Twitter as well as Instagram. Yep. Um, hit, him, hit him with a hashtag I am, I am Giant. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, hashtag yeah, do I am Giant. Hashtag I am Giant. Hit me on Twitter. I'll be I'll tweet something. I'll be tweeting out as well throughout the dog, before, after. Dope. So I'll be I'll be active on the social media front. So uh, so hit me up. Dope. Big, big shout out to Big Blue United. Uh, they're definitely tuned into the show. They always show love. They repost it. They regram it. Whatever it is, and uh, I want to thank them for being a part of this one and, and always showing love to the to the Giants community. So, as well as the Victor Cruz community, uh, PR's community doesn't really. He has no community. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. All right, I think we're good. I think brother. we're good. This is the Victor Cruz show. PR is just here. PR is just here. He just happened to be here every time I do this show. I don't know why. I don't know who lets him in. Um, unfortunately, someone gave him a key. But other than that, we'll see you next time. We love you. We appreciate you. Pete, take it away. Peace.
Why join the U.S. Army Reserve? Sure, you'll be eligible for medical and educational benefits, but the Army Reserve offers much more. What most people don't realize is that the Army Reserve plays a vital role in the success of the U.S. Army by bringing new skills and perspectives to our nation's defense. Army Reserve soldiers help lead efforts in over 100 occupational specialties drawn from real-world experience, like law enforcement, medicine, and engineering. They learn skills and gain leadership training that gives them an edge in the nation's defense and in the civilian job market. When you join the Army Reserve, you're contributing to the safety of your community and country. Continue toward your personal goals while making a difference. Become part of the team, part-time, all-soldier. Learn how at GoArmyReserve.com. 